everyone, and welcome to episode 468 of MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week. Kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this fine Monday, Richard? Good morning, Seth. Oh, I have a good story for you. I didn't Ooh. know the playoffs were happening. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I wish they then, weren't. But then I wanted my to friend, ask him my friend texted me, like, how was Seth feeling? And I'm like, I don't know. Seth is feeling great. What are you talking about? He's <laughs> yeah. like, the Bills. I'm like, the Bills? What happened? I'm, I'm like, Kansas I'm, City. Oh, no, Seth. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, you get my home. I'm, I'm numb. I'm not. We didn't even get my home. We got very Bills. Oh, like, oh, we missed the field goal at the end to tie it after driving down. It was like the most. I don't know oh, if you no, ever wait, saw, how, like, when how we were that kids, field goal? Like forty-two yards or something. Oh, like no, that was it? Was it like a it blizzard was... or something? Like what is the no, what is the reason? Was, there was, there was, was a little wind, but yeah, it was. I don't know. Or forty-two is a give me almost in twenty twenty-four. That that that's not good. I, I don't, it's it, I don't know if you remember when we were like kids, the Bills first Super Bowl they lost was the the wide right. They had the field goal to win the game at the end of the Super Bowl. It was like the exact same thing. It was like bringing back you know, childhood memories of just like things gone wrong. It was so bad. Yeah. Well, I knew it must be a kicker in the NFL. It's like the, the, oh, it's the terrible worst job. job in existence. <laughs> like when you do your job right, no one gives a crap. You like hit a 60 yarder. No one cares. And, and then you like you're, the one time you miss, like everyone just murders you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm, and these are Bills fans, like the real Bills fans. Like, I like the Bills, but like the Bills Mafia, whoo, they're hardcore. They're, he's probably getting his house egg today or something, I'm sure. <laughs> the, the Just egg, that'd be a win. That'd be a win in my books. <laughs> uh, but yes, the Bills. The Bills did Bills things, and they're out. But we have another co-host in Krim. <laughs> Good morning, Krim. I just hit my mic. How are you today? Well, you know, at least you hit the mic instead yeah. of the goalpost. And at least you're not a Bills uh, fan. Like, 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 <laughs> like, uh, I was going to ask you that, too. Like, how, what are, you know, Richard took my thunder. I wanted to ask Seth, uh, what are your thoughts on Patrick Mahomes and how he's come every year to collect? <laughs> Ooh, next year. Next year's our year. Just give, give <laughs> it time. Next the year. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> know the, the Chiefs got another bye week <laughs> in the postseason. I didn't know. Oh, that's how that works. <laughs> hey, now it was that was a close game. It was right down to the end, but still, yeah, it was it was brutal. But anyway, today we're talking murders at Carlove Manor. Uh, we're right in the middle of spoiler season. We got a ton of cool cards and mechanics to talk about, so we're gonna spend pretty much the entire cast going over uh, some sweet, sweet new murders cards. Before we do, though, a reminder: if you need to sell some of your cards, our show today is brought to you by Card Conduit, and they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. If you ever get tired of the hassles of buy listing, you can skip them with Card uh, Conduit with their curated service. You can send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay just a 5% service fee. And if you want to do a bit of work, you can use the sorted service where you list and sort your cards in advance and pay just a 2% fee. And either way, you're going to get a detailed report with the results and a fast payment once your order is processed. And you can even get another 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So thank you to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And let's talk some magic. And before we get into these spoilers, and we got a ton of them, what do you guys think of the set overall so far? We're like a week into our two weeks of spoiler season. I think we have more than half the set, though, at this point. What do you think overall, Grim? Where, where are you at with Murders at Carlo Manor? I, I just keep getting more excited for Standard. And so now I think like after seeing the set, I'm definitely going to make my way out and get a little sweaty in Standard and paper. I, 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 
I'm feeling it. I haven't felt this good. I like, I like, haven't felt like this much excitement seeing a standard set hit standard. And it's funny because I think some of it is unintentional. You know what I mean? Like the set that that, that is like here now. Some of these should have rotated, but because they haven't, there's so much here that it just <laughs> has me foaming at the mouth, uh, filled with excitement. So this set's looking pretty juicy so far. Crim sees a mana leak and he's like, standards back. I'm also <laughs> yeah. we're, we're back at it. <laughs> oh, Richard, what do, what do you think about this set? Oh, this cavern of souls in the format. But yes, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of crazy commander cards. Uh, oh, yes, there are. There, there are cards that I'm just like, that's just uh, like auto include S class staple everywhere. So maybe we'll hit some of those this podcast, but there's some crazy cards. Unlike Krim, I'm super excited for Modern now. I, I'm not even going to play Standard. I just play all the Standard cards directly into Modern. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been playing Graveyard Trespasser. <laughs> Richard is slowly it, 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 just it, turning it, into a it, Standard It's a house set. in Modern, by the way. <laughs> so, so I'm just like, look, if you it's good enough for Standard, standard it's good enough for Modern. So I'm looking for VGX cards. Uh, and I, I think it's going to work. I think the strategy so far is going to work. But I'm super just hyped play for Standard cards. Just come play I mean, Standard. Why won't you because it's, it's, have... it's not funny when you beat someone with a tier one standard card but it's very funny when when they're like did you queue up in the right format i'm like get yeah, good son <laughs> <laughs> graveyard trespasser makes sense right you need something to uh to exile the mosswood red knights from the graveyard it, it, before, the, yo, uh... it's a, they can't no one can remove it efficiently okay they got a two for one themselves it's graveyard hate <laughs> <laughs> It drains, it gains life, it's reach, you know, it's like, uh, it's yeah. Richard's dumb, but it's just doing playing work. mono black. <laughs> I'm actually just playing Golgari, standard Golgari with like, sure, Golgari. Inquisition. <laughs> that's it, that's it, <laughs> that's the deck. Uh, sure. All right. Soon enough, I, I'll I, be playing Murders. Murders. I, mid-range. <laughs> I, I think this set looks pretty sweet, too. I, there's a lot of mechanics in this set, though, that are weird. And I, I'm glad we're talking about these cards because I need your feedback on some of them to figure out just how strong they actually are. And we got a big list of cards. So, Richard, why don't you uh, guide us through some of these spoilers and we can talk about them? All right. Uh, let's start off with some of the new mechanics. Okay. We have an elephant cleric. It's a two mana, three, two, unyielding gatekeeper. It's a white card. With Disguise 2. Uh, so Disguise is essentially Morph. You pay 3 mana, you put the card face down, it has Ward 2. And then for its Disguise cost, you can flip it up. And then when Unyielding Gatekeeper is turned face up, exile another target non-land permanent. If you controlled it, return it to the battlefield tapped. Otherwise, its controller creates a 2-2 white and blue detective creature token. So I I wanted to talk about this card because this is a card that has me so torn on disguise in Morph in 2024. So the card's kind of absurd, right? Uh, it's a removal spell that hits any non-land permanent. And this isn't like a Fiend Hunter removal spell. This is more like Skyclave Apparition where you get rid of your opponent's shieldred or whatever, and they're only ever getting a 2-2. It's never coming back. So it's actually really good removal. And you can flip it up and protect your own creatures, get blink value. So this seems like a really strong card. I keep getting stuck though with all the disguise cards, even the good one. Can I, with a straight face, spend three mana in 2024 to play a creature as a face-down 2-2 creature with the hope being that I'm going to flip it up at some point in the future for even more mana to, to get some value out of it? 
can morph work or I guess disguise work well, in 2024? Like, or is it just too slow? Like, why wouldn't I just play a graveyard trespasser or a glissa or some like good card that costs three mana rather than a two two with ward two? I mean, okay. First off, ward does make it better than just a a morph, right? Like, it, yes, it, it, it is a little. Upgrade. Unless, of course, you're playing the universal solvent, the real one, Void Rend. Uh, so, just saying again, I'm, I'm not here. I'm not here to preach the Void Rend uh, agenda, but also, you know. Uh, so, uh, on top of that, I do think though it depends, right? It depends on what is being flipped up. Uh, what what happens when it gets flipped up? If the effect is worth it, right? Then sure. Because if you think about back to cons, what only Den Protector. Uh, and every now and then the one very, very salty Simic mage who was tired of removal played Sagu Mahler. <laughs> uh, like, like how many actual mega morphs were played, right? There was, there was Not the Death many. Raptor and then there was just Den Protector. Den right? Protector was the biggest one. Yeah. Wasn't there right. like Strata Dancer or something? I, I feel like there was yeah. a couple of their fringe ones that were like on, yeah, the, on the edges, but yeah. And I mean, granted that you could use that argument to why maybe these aren't good in 24, but like, I'd like to think that. Maybe one or two of these, whatever comes out of this set, one or two of them will definitely make its way into decks. What do you think, Richard? You guys are, you guys are smoking. I'm about to play this in modern Abzan. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> like, like, are you kidding me? First of all, it's, if you just play it face up, it's a two mana three two. It's like respectable, and for five mana in one shot, you can remove anything. Anything, right? It can yeah. be a 10 drop. It can be a one drop. It can be whatever you want it to be. So it's unconditional removal at five mana. But like the three mana, two, two, war, two. Like the war, two. Like are, are you like, if you play this in standard or even modern, like everyone's going to know what this is. Are you going to pay the, the four it's mana to remove this thing before it flips up? <laughs> right? Or the three mana? Like the war, two is kind of relevant, right? It's, it's kind it of is. like... I, I don't know. Like, I feel it's actually relevant here. And it is. like late game, if they decide to do it, you trade up, right? You pay, you do three mana to, to play this face down, right? If they have a one mana removal spell, two mana war, that's three mana. You guys are equal. If they use anything above that, you're trading up. So this card, I think, is good. So, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm trying it. What do I cut? Do I cut Parmagorps? <laughs> I don't know. What do I put? But I'm, I'm trying this. This is five mana unconditional removal. Think of it as yeah. a two mana three two, where you randomly, if you need value, can play it for five mana to remove something, and then you can I also mean, use it to protect your creature for whatever reason. Like I think this card is cracked. You'll see it everywhere, and it, it gets rid of one rings in modern. Like this gets yes. rid of like literally anything, and the replacement's just a two two. We, I mean, we saw Skyclave Apparition be modern playable with a similar style of removal effect. This one's like technically more mana, but you get the upside like Richard was saying, where you can just run this out on turn two. So I think that's a very good point about the ward. Even in standard, Morph would be stone unplayable, I think, because of like cut down. Like they're 50% of decks are running cut down. Like if all your morphs are just getting cut down every time. But if your cut down costs three, that's actually a lot more palatable, right? So, so I think you might be right that the ward might children's, be what makes children's this edict, Another crim specialty is in the <laughs> format, so you can trade up if you play that one specific card. You can trade up, but otherwise, the ward two pretty much guarantees that uh, if your opponent wants to remove it, you're you're equal, or or they're trading down, up, whatever. They're disadvantaged when they do it. <laughs> uh, next card. Next card. Uh, how about the case mechanic? Case of the Stashed Skeleton. It's a two-mana case. 
Uh, that's a new type, right? That the timer glyph just got just it got is. a little power up here. Uh, when Ooh. this case enters the battle, <laughs> wait, is it create a two? No, no, it's it's, it's still an enchantment. It's a subtype, yeah. so it's not going to grow. Oh, away, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, oh, 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 it's still an enchantment. I, yeah, I mean, like I, I, I'll let you I got house excited. rule it. I got excited. I'll let you house rule it. When this case enters the battlefield, create a two-one black skeleton creature token and suspect it. So when it's suspected, it has menace and can't block. Uh, to solve, so you solve cases, you control no suspected skeletons. So if unsolved, uh, solve at the beginning of your next end step. And then solved and two black mana, sac or sorry, one and a black, sacrifice this case, search your library for a card, put it into your hand, then shuffle, activate this only as a sorcery. So, so the all that to say, it's an enchantment uh, that does something on ETV, creates a skeleton. There's a condition you need to meet. When you meet the condition, it becomes solved. And then when it's solved, you get some effect. In this case, you get to sack it and uh, do a little tutoring. But it's it's also like, so is it as soon as the condition is met and solved, you can do the third part? So, or is it so the, the solving... beginning of your next end step? Yeah, so the next end step after you do whatever you need to do to solve it, that's when it becomes solved. So you are going to have like yeah. a, a one turn delay essentially with you this need one. To so you like get the this skeleton, the yeah. skeleton dies, it'll solve on your end step. Your next turn you'll be able to pay to since you can only do this as a sorcery. I mean, I really like the mechanic, right? Like it's it kind of calls back to sagas a little bit, which is one of the coolest like things they've added to the game in the last few years. It also reminds me a little bit of like a Hearthstone mechanic where you like uh, are essentially doing the same thing. I think it was called quests in Hearthstone, where it's like yep. if you do enough of this, then we'll give you this. So it kind of reminds me of like the magic soggy version of Hearthstone's quests. It's really cool, right? These are all these little mini sub games that really push you in a direction. This one is pretty straightforward. You play the skeleton, uh, eventually it's going to die, and then you get a demonic tutor out of it. Seems pretty reasonable, right? Graham, like, how good do you think this card is for standard? How big do you think the suspecting thing is? That's my only concern. You can't really block with the skeleton. Is this like a sack deck card? Can you play this in generic decks and just trust that eventually the skeleton's going to die? Or do you need a way to like sack it to get to solve the case? I mean, it's still, at the end of the day, four mana, right? <laughs> because then, like, once it is solved, first I have to have sack outlet and then solve the thing, and then I get to pay two more mana at the next end step or whatever than to get the Demonic Tutor, To get right? the Demonic Tutor, yeah. So if that's the case, I don't know if I like this one that much. This is more of a commander card to me. I think this one, I mean, like... Uh, you get a 2-1. Like it has menace, but menace. What does it even count? Does it? Does that count as <laughs> but a body? menace? <laughs> I mean, mostly oh, you want it to I didn't die, know so you, you can tutor with it. Because, okay. like, you know, like we still have like tenacious corn dog. Uh, we still have you know things like that, like creatures that are pretty solid at the two slot right there. And I don't know what you're really tutoring, right? Because like beseech the mirror was another tutor that was super hyped, uh, and yeah. that's really only good in older formats. So. I don't know. I, I maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I, as of right now, this just doesn't look like anything I want for standard. It looks more like a commander card to me. What about in commander then? Like, is this like a staple level card? Is this like uh, my budget demonic tutor that you can just jam in any deck? Or are you gotta be skeletons? Are you a skeleton? Is this a skeletal ship card? Like, where where does this card fit in commander? I mean, skeletons definitely is nice, but it's just a nice tutor, right? It's a tutor that gives you a body. Like, why not? It's it's a cute little. I don't know. It's 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 got a lot of fun if you're trying to do some clues and you want to theme your deck. But 
Yeah, it's pretty much going to be a budget demonic tutor that you're going to like broadcast to the whole table. <laughs> I would just play the four mana tutor, whatever it's called, diabolical, diabolical tutor. tutor. Like there's yeah. like a million, like for four mana. But you like don't get a every body. tutor's on the table, so I don't see <laughs> the point of this. This is one of those things that Tomer will be like, well, you put in a skeleton deck for synergies. There's like no synergy. It's just a bad tutor. You play Vampiric yeah. Tutor, you get the skull art to call it a day. Like, <laughs> I would not play with I mean, skeletons. It's so bad. Well, it's actually very bad with skeletons because you will just have skeletons and you'll never solve the case, right? They're like, ah, oh, well, well, that's true. Who, it's, it who, is, who it killed is this body? I don't know. There's 80 skeletons. Which body are you talking about? This is actively hurting your skeleton. <laughs> it's actively hurting your skeleton plan. No, it's it's not that bad because it has to be a suspected skeleton. Oh, so unless your true. commander opponent is like playing something that makes it a suspect, you're you're kind of okay. But yeah, that is a little bit it's awkward. Two, so you wouldn't even at least like a 2-2 two, two or something or a 3-3. Three, three, yeah. three, I don't know. Anything or and the, the tutor effect should be free uh but in commander this reads like hold up three mana for opposition agent here we go right like this is like uh like suspending a tutor right like you don't want everyone to see that you're about to tutor and pop off right like if you have a combo piece you're like well i guess what is he gonna tutor for obviously right so you don't yeah. want people to know you have tutors ready to go so that that's kind of bad this card be broken if it didn't cost any mana on the third on the third chapter or whatever the solved part I don't uh, think I so, it's right? Be pretty mediocre. <laughs> I'm gonna be a lot, play- probably a lot be better fine. though. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish the skeleton was like a three-two, especially since it can't block. Like it, it, it would be better if it had more aggro stats. I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the cloak mechanic. Vanifar <laughs> evolved enigma, four mana simic legendary creature, elf ooze. Wizard, what, did, did Vanifar become an ooze? What happened? Uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn, choose one. Cloak a card from your hand. Put a plus one plus one counter on each colorless creature you control. And uh, cloak is just manifest. Yeah. Except Ward Two, just like the other upgrade, you get to manifest. Yeah. It's like Mega Ward. Like, this is, this, <laughs> are, are these like the laziest mechanics? It's like, like Mega Mega Ward. Like, yeah. <laughs> Granted, I mean, it actually makes it Megamorph was kind of useless because the plus one plus one didn't help, but the, the war two helps a lot as we talked about earlier, but it feels so lazy. Choose your <laughs> flavor is- of morph. That's fine. But you know what? Let's not be surprised. It 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 makes sense in this set, right? It's flavorful. It's the mystery set. Come on. It- it does. Once I saw it, I was like, okay, yeah, that's very obvious for the mystery set. So the flavor does work, although it is kind of funny that our big mechanics are like manifest redone, morph redone, delve redone. Every, everything is like a twist on a, another mechanic in this set. What do you think about Vanifar the card? So there's, oh, what's the card? Scroll of Fates, I believe it is. It's yeah. like a three mana artifact that's just like tap manifest something from your hand. And there was actually like a legacy deck built around that at one point where you just like manifest a Frexian Dreadnought and flip it up for one mana and go to town and kill people. With this, you can like cloak a, I don't know, an Eldrazi or something from your hand in Commander and then blink it. And then all of a sudden you have a real Eldrazi. Like, is there any chance this is an actual competitive card? It like seems in, pretty strong. Standard? Well... Yeah, in standard. What do you think about is there a chance this works in standard? In 60 card, I think that this is probably decent. If you can find a shell for it, because you go to combat, right? If they don't deal with it right then and there, uh, you're going to start getting big bodies, right? And you're going to go a a little wide, although sweepers are running rampant. So maybe this is actually, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this could be fun. It's at least fun. I, I think it's 
I mean, it's it probably a lot of value, <laughs> right? Not so, a good color combination. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. it has a lot of power. You jam this, so you get a four mana three four in a two two ward two. The turn it comes into play, you are down a card in your hand. But then every turn it sticks out, you can get another body. You could grow colorless creatures if you want to, which I think is like kind of the backup mode in this card. I think if it's gonna work in sixty card formats, it's almost got to be a combo deck where you're like, I play this, I cloak my cityscape leveler, I blink my cityscape levelers. So I think it's gotta involve those like flip it up. There's also some cards in the set that just flip a face down creature face up, which also would get it done. In Commander, it's kind of fun. I imagine this is like a super big thing, Commander. It's like big thing blink. Is that how you would, is there another way to build this? All I see is like, you put your Ulamog into play, you blink it with Thassa, you get them. Like, what else do you do with this card? I mean, you could just play a cool morph deck. <laughs> I mean, like, like I, I, I think put that's pretty cool. into play. <laughs> yeah, you could put a Wildbender into play. Why wouldn't you? That's sick as hell, right? Like, that's pretty cool. I wait, love morph decks. Does that wait? If you manifest a morph card, can you flip it for its morph or disguise? You can, Uncap yeah. or whatever it's you can right cost it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, That's pretty cool. Weird. That's I pretty. I, cool. I think I think this card. So the, you know we have dies to doom blade. There's like one worse than that. Like you you like pitch a card when you cast it. So this you vanifar. You put a card from your hand on the battlefield. <laughs> they untap and they sunfall. <laughs> so, yep. so not only did it dice the doom blade it costs you a card probably a very good card from your hand because you wanted to cheat that into play <laughs> so i think this card's a bit of a trap actually i don't know so th there's that case where it goes horrendously wrong for you and then the other case where you just go four mana three four you untap with it and you get like uh you know free free manifest every turn essentially right or free uh cloak card every turn that's the upside but th that downside seems so scary and i don't know if i'm willing to risk that <laughs> i feel Again, like i think yeah. that's gonna matter how many whatever disguised and and cloaked cards there are that are worthwhile here i don't know i think it could work it's cute all right uh urgent necropsy 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 this i feel like this is a real word we should know how to pronounce it <laughs> <laughs> i went with necropsy but that can't be right necropsy. so <laughs> uh okay four mandalgari instant uh it's a mythic as an additional cost to cast the spell collect evidence x where x is the total mana value of the permanence uh this spell targets destroy up to one target artifact one target creature, one target enchantment, and up to one target planeswalker. So what Wait, is collect so you evidence? You have to pay four mana, and then essentially delve mana value equal to the mana value of everything you're about to destroy. It is a well, little better than that. So it's equal or greater to it, this card doesn't read that way. But like the collect evidence mechanic by default means equal or greater to. So if you want to blow up a shouldered, you could exile four or five, six, seven, ten. Uh, so it doesn't have to be the exact number, but still but you're going to need to it always costs four mana still like the. Yes, you're getting the no evidence cost doesn't reduce the cost. OK, so this. Uh, I'm so torn on this card. I uh, This is the one that you're Richard and you're the, the rock player. Like, is this card good? So on one hand, it's it's just straight up four for one, right? It's like a four mana instant speed casualties of war minus hitting a land, which is a little sad. But like the effect is ridiculous. But what happens if you, uh, I don't know, your opponent plays a rest in peace or what if your graveyard's not, nah. you really need <laughs> removal. This can do like literally nothing, right? This is a removal spell that won't always be a removal spell when you want it to be. Is this card busted or unplayable? Or somewhere in between. In, in, in modern, it's unplayable. Every I think in modern, this is unplayable. 
So it's a fake four for like what are the odds that your opponent has an artifact, a creature, an enchantment, and a planeswalker (laughs) to kill, right? Like most of the time you'll get two modes off, if anything, right? And it's a four mana two for one that requires graveyard work. And then probably most likely not unheard of, dude. It's not unheard of, dude. Like it's instant speed, right? There's a lot of things that are still. So they, in they the have format, a creature, right? you have blood tokens, fable, treasures, token. <laughs> okay, fables banned, but uh, like, <laughs> but yeah, there's like still a just within like wedding announcement, right? You can also blow up like a random like I don't know like a, a clue token, and then you can blow up the wedding announcement. You can blow up the token or whatever, and maybe even pick off a cre- like a planeswalker. The, I I feel like the planeswalker one isn't going to happen as much, but the first three. Right. And if I could pay four mana to pick off the first three things, I think that's pretty good. And I think that there's a chance that more, more often than not, I'll hit at least two. But uh, it's yeah, an I investigate set, right? But, so we're, we're going to have a lot of clues sitting around. Yeah, the, so you can probably the artifact's going to be free, right? Clues, blood, food. There's so many of yeah. those. So you can always blow up one of those, even though they're pretty low impact targets. My concern is more like, okay, let's say you're living the dream, Krim. You got to get rid of that shieldred and a wedding announcement and a wandering emperor. That's 11 mana value of cards. At least you got to exile from your graveyard. How big of a, how big of a drawback is that? Is that something that kills this card? Cause like, that's my concern. Do you have to build around it? Is this only for like self mill decks or like in modern, I guess it works with the land cyclers, you know, cycle of Lawrence revealed. That's a lot of mana value into your graveyard or a generous or whatever. Like, what do you think? Can you just jam this? Like go Gary mid range is a tier deck in standard right now, a solid right. tier two deck. Can you just jam this and go Gary midrange and get value out of it? Or do you need to be like, I'm building around this and trying to self-mill to actually turn it on? I mean, do you know a certain deck that has a bunch of things that cheats on resources that is currently four colors and plays these two colors? It would go right in there. Yeah, like, And I'm talking about the four color like ramp domain deck. Like the domain deck? Right, because like, think about this. You, you Quite often, you'll just cycle or whatever do that that thing that the, the one that tutors for a land but makes a bunch of three threes equal to the basic land types you have whatever the green spell yeah. is right so you just ditch that card get your land and that's already like what seven mana that's seven, that's not that, that gets you pretty like, far like that gets rid of the shoulder and the wedding announcement with just that yeah exactly if you get that and like sure if they, if they have like treasures or something that's free right you just pick that off so i don't think it's but, actually that hard for that deck and it's gonna go in that deck it's not gonna go in the golgari rock deck but what happens if you just don't happen to draw why can i not think of that herd migration well what if you heard my herd migration is there a chance you're just stuck with these rotting in your hand as you die to the beat down with your two removal spells <laughs> not having enough mana value in the graveyard like is that a is that a worry not really because i mean also at the same time right prior to all of that you're going to probably use your Sunfalls and then you're going to like probably deal with the fact that maybe one or two of your Leyline Bindings get blown up here and there. I don't know. I, I think a lot of your deck, more often than, I don't think this is going to be like a four of, uh, but I do think that it's going to be like maybe a two of inside that deck because almost everything in that deck is insanely high on the curve. So and I Leyline Binding Salt fixes this, right? Like you, you need cards that cheat on cost because if you go with actual real yeah. cost, like it's not happening. Yeah. Having said that, if you're pl- if you're capable of playing leyline bindings, what are you cutting to, to fit in this card? Like, when you just play leyline bindings and a bunch of sweepers and call it a day versus this super conditional card, uh, it seems hard, especially with all the graveyard hate running around in standard. Uh, yeah. You just need it 
right? So people will just be chipping away at your graveyard just with graveyard trespassers and unlicensed hearsts and, and whatever, right? Because you kind of need it as is. So I, this feels so conditional. And again, maybe you pick off a clue, but like they have to not have the mana to crack the clue, right? Like you, you actually have to get value when you pick off these things or like picking off someone's treasure when they're already at eight mana. Like, did you really accomplish anything, right? So I, I don't know that you're actually going to get more than two for one value with this and that two for one even counts for anything or it's just like the most terrible removal spell you've ever seen right <laughs> like a conditional I mean, doom blade i mean it's no void even. ren but <laughs> like it's like, you just play pay void ren to call it a day like, that's i mean i so do play void ren. than whatever this is trying to do right but what I mean, about... not everybody can be the gold standard like Voidrend. <laughs> and I think this card is a solid... Like, like Fable leader. would be the perfect case where this actually did something useful, right? But Fable's yeah. bad. Like, you could pick off the, the goblin token and the enchantment. Uh, and and that the treasure you... that the goblin made. <laughs> you yeah, got, yeah. finally found the clean answer, yeah. Yeah, that, this is the what... clean answer we've been waiting... I bet you this is what this was for <laughs> before they decided to ban it. Uh, but... Well, no, I, I, think, I think that was going to rotate, but when this hit, right? Uh, oh, is that, that an issue? Yeah. Initial rotation? Yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. right? I, I got to ask you guys about Commander with this card. Is this just a Commander staple? Like, oh, you're playing Commander. a Bulgari deck. In Commander... Stuff's going to get in the graveyard, right? The thing, I, or what about self-mill? You're playing Madrotha, like an actual self-mill deck. I know people are going to be like, well, I don't want to exile stuff from the graveyard because I might need that later. I might draw my eternal witness. Is that a legitimate argument? Is this just not worth it in Commander? Or is it an all-star? Because in Commander, you're probably going to have an artifact, an enchantment, and a creature, right? So you should consistently get a three for one out of this. I mean, I think the same problems will come up there as well, though. So you definitely have to be a self-mill deck. Uh, but then on top of that, the varying costs in a game of Commander are absurd. Like, on the, on the board, right? Like, it, it, <laughs> like, somebody could be playing Leyline Binding on one side, and then the other person could just be playing, like, a Mem Knight. And then, you know what I mean? Like, so there's, there's just varying things all across the board. So, I don't know. I mean, I feel like in Commander... This that actually might be where you're less likely to consistently have what the, the cost you need to hit with this card. Whereas I think in 60 card, it's easier to get the things that you want in your yard because you're playing four ofs. So I don't think this is actually going to be that big of a house in commander because it's going to be way more inconsistent. I mean, you just get hit by sort of body mind, you're good to go. Yeah. I, I, oh, commander, well, single like hit by turn seven or something, you will have like enough mana value from just playing the game. So I don't feel the condition. It's hard. It's more that you need four mana at instant speed to fire this off. And when you fire this off, you're probably not getting the three for one you cared about, right? Like someone's attacking you for lethal. You kill the thing that's attacking you for lethal. And then you pick off two random other crap that you don't care about, right? <laughs> like you might as well have played Swords to Plowshares or Generous Gift or something. We have these effects already. Uh, let's, there's like a gruel one. Like hull breach or what? What is it called? It's like destroyed oh, enchantment. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Destroyed well, but artifact. that one you had to have every target that was listed. I mean, it was, yeah. this is up. Well, hull breach. Yeah, I think void is the one that like has to have every target. Hull breach oh, is, that is like just two mana gruel blow up an artifact and or an enchantment. I think, but regardless, there, there's a bunch of these effects, and like I don't know. Usually the the extra four ones, like the the third and fourth four ones, don't matter. Like if you're just blowing up someone's clue, like. Was that worth paying one more mana to do it? Like, it's like, usually you didn't care about it. Uh, so. 
Today's show is brought to you by Shopify. We've been using Shopify for years to run our merch store, mtgoldfishmerch.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to our first real-life store stage, all the way to the data million order stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What's great about Shopify is it works no matter how big you are. From selling your first tokens to handling your huge ebb and flow playmat campaign, everything was a breeze due to Shopify. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify's a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions Millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow on Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com goldfish. All lowercase letters. Go to shopify.com goldfish now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com goldfish. All right. Uh, we got an exciting new land cycle, guys. It's coming in uh, at the rare slot. It's searchable lands. So they are dual lands with the basic, or not with the basic types, with the uh, with the land types. So for example, the Orzov land has a type of plains and swamp, which means you can fetch it up uh, with your with your fetch lands. Uh, Shadowy Backstreet is the name of it. It enters the battlefield tapped, but when it enters the battlefield, Surveil one. Mm-hmm. So basically, power crept temples that can be fetched. I think this is way more relevant than a temple, right? Because I mean, Definitely. being able to you can be <laughs> fetched, be fetched and, and surveil but, like also in general, right? But 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 yeah, like exactly. The, the the beauty in this is that I can now fetch this land up surveil at the end of your turn prior to mine or something you know and like do some shenanigans and and maybe that gives me the some value so like being able to throw stuff in your yard at instant speed on top of it being a land that you can tutor up i think that's got to have some play there ain't no way that's not at least decent so it does always come into play tapped so that's the sure. that's yeah. kind of the drawback so i think it's certainly it's a big upgrade over the temples, right? Scrylands, they used to be kind of sweet, and now they're just kind of, like, outdated at this point, I guess. Scry one, I don't even play them in Commander very much anymore. Very rare that I play. When they used to be staples, like, a few years ago, I would always play the Scrylands. I think these are much closer. One thing that I run into, especially for someone that plays Fetchlands in Commander, is Fetchable Dual Lands have a lot of value. So occasionally I'll run, like, uh, the the bicycle lands, the two mana cycling dual lands that have the land types, just because I'm like, I want one more dual land that I can actually fetch with my with my fetch lands. I think this is the next best fetchable land past the shock lands. I think it's original alpha beta duels, shock lands, and then these, which I think means they're going to see a lot of play. Like, I don't think they're busted or anything, and they're definitely not shock land good, but I think they're they're good enough that I'll play them a lot in commander at least. I think they're definitely going to be 
So, like, I, I'm going to play these over, like, the ice tunnels, definitely over. Yep. I mean, I've stopped playing temples a year, a million years ago. And then I guess if you're, like, Richard and Tomer, then you're still, you're, like, you're like, oh, my God, Choked Estuary is no longer playable. But, like, but like I, I, I think. Why'd you group me in there? I, I swear I feel like you played a Snarl recently, Richard. I and did. And it hurt my. Dude, I swear I thought I saw you play a Snarl. Don't slander okay, me okay. like that. Okay. All right. All right. My bad. My bad. My bad. I thought I saw Richard play a snarl tomer plays snarls but like i think these are going to be a staple land type right i'm now probably going to replace like my smoldering marshes or whatever with whatever the rakdos version of this is because those smoldering marsh has the chance of being untapped let's not lie here seth you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i've got three <laughs> basics in my deck <laughs> i know <laughs> like, too many those lands are basically snarls yeah they play tapped all the time in my decks. i don't yeah. have enough basics <laughs> yeah they're fetchable lands that are always tapped at least now i can for sure surveil and that's huge i think that's huge does this break anything in standard, Krim, with Domain? So Domain's already the most played deck in standard. I imagine that when Wowsy was designing this, this was supposed to be, like, the replacement for the Triomes, essentially, to give Domain another dual cycle with land types. But it turns out Triomes haven't rotated yet. They're still in the format. Does even more land type duels make Domain even more powerful, or does it not actually matter? I mean... Okay, so yeah, I think this is definitely to try to make domain work, but now it just means domain's even more consistent. Uh, but that also means that domain's mana base now has, like, gotta be in the dumpsters and, like, four turns behind, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's got to have one of those slowest, like, mana bases, unless they start spelunking everywhere. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think this is decent. I think this is decent for domain, but I don't think it's gonna make domain, like, Oh my god, domain is tier 1 because of this. Domain whatever its tier is right now, I think it's just going to be more of that. Also some upside in graveyard decks, I guess. Like surveilling's always fine, just like scrying, any deck can take advantage of it, but if you're trying to grow those Urborg Lurgoyfs, Tarmogoyf, Richard, Modern, <laughs> are the, is this your new land cycle in yeah, Modern to look, grow your Tarmogoyfs? These are the most overhyped lands I've ever seen in my life. So, so Seth is correct. This this isn't contention for best fetchable lands after Shocks. It's either this or the, the Cycle lands. However, that is still very low on the tier list of dual <laughs> lands you want to play in Commander. Because you got the Battle Bond lands, you got the Slow lands, you got Pain lands, you got Triomes, you got Shock lands, Fetch lands. Like, your, your mana base is, like, capped out, right? Like... A tapped land is very bad for you, right? So there, there's always the dream of where you're just going to end of turn, like, uh, fetch up a shock, like, enter tapped and then untap and play. And in that case, this is pure value. But there's also the dream where this is your opening hand. You have this and a soul ring. And then you're like, well, sad face. So you play this, <laughs> untap, play soul ring. Like, a tapped land is very expensive, right? It's, that it's really competing with, like, MDSCs, bounce lands. Uh, Vesuvas, like it, it's all these utility lands that enter Taft, you're competing with them. And I don't think the type matters unless you're on a budget, but these are expensive anyway. So like they're not even budget alternatives. So I would be playing basically everything. Like maybe, I think I've played a bicycle land like once in Commander Clash <laughs> last season. Like that might replace it here, right? And that's about I, it. 
<laughs> I think they're actually most impactful in like two color decks. That's, yes. that's where I find myself ending up with the bicycle decks where I'm like, okay, I'm in two colors. I got fetch lands. There's only so many decent dual lands in two colors. So they end up sometimes making the cut there. Once you get to three or four colors, then I think it's kind of off the table because you have so many more duels to deal with and so many more fetches. But I think like it does serve a role. And I do think they'll see standard play like in slower decks or graveyard decks. They seem very good in standard. So uh, your control decks or whatever, they would take advantage of these, right? Cram like Skylands or is magic just too fast in 2024 to play tap to duels in standard? A, a like, like, like think of it as adding a mana onto your, your, your S tier staples, right? So, you know, whatever, like Leyline Binding costs like two now, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's still probably pretty good. <laughs> but like, you know, Shouldred costs five now, right? Because you have a tap land, right? Like it, that's a big deal, right? It's, it, yeah. Okay, sure. If you have it in like the worst situations ever, yeah, okay. But like, I mean, think about how beautiful this is, like setting up your turns. Also now, remember, this is going to play very nicely with the mechanics, like whatever, gathering evidence, yada, yada, yada. I think this is going to matter with what's going on in this set. If if there is any kind of evidence stuff, if there's a Graveyard Matters deck, these lands are going to be great. And from the, a lot of the cards that are being previewed, it seems like almost every color type will have some form of gathering evidence. And I think this is going to be pretty important because of that. I, I think that the Surveil is not something to overlook. I, I do think they're a bit overhyped, yes, but I don't think these are bad in any way. Are people hyping these? Are these hype? Yeah, there's the, there's yeah. the hype on it. Like you did, Seth. <laughs> Did I hype it? Oh, no. You're I like hope I didn't best, come across. You're like, it's the best lands after Shocklands. That sounds very good. You know how good Shocklands are, Seth? <laughs> just just so that's clear, I'm talking about for fetchable duels in Commander. Like, I, in okay, just so that's clear. Not in, like, Standard or Modern <laughs> You're like, or what? This is, no. These are the next Shocklands? <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. No, I heard from Saffron Olive. What did Saffron Olive say? Oh, hold please, on. Oh, I please go don't do that. Now. Temples are, like, 25 cents or something at this point. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get into uh, some actual cards here. Um, we have Anzrag the Quake Mole, four mana gruel. It's a legendary creature mole god. Interesting. Anyone could be a god now, including a mole. It's an okay. eight four. That's that's goals, right? That shows you. It's not even indestructible, though. Okay, so whenever yeah. it becomes blocked, other gods are each creature you control. After this combat phase, there's an additional combat phase. Seven gruel mana. Uh, <laughs> it must be blocked each combat this turn if able. So a very fragile god. But it's an 8-4. <laughs> Yargle is jealous. Four four. <laughs> and you get extra combats. Is this card busted? Like, okay. So so the yes. stats are huge, right? It's, <laughs> it's stats are massive. It's an 8-4. Its ability is actually, like, really easy to go pseudo-infinite with, especially in, like, Commander. There's cards. So what does this card want? It wants to be able to attack and not die repeatedly. So it really, and it also loves haste. But uh, if you can make this indestructible, it's really scary, right? Uh, especially if you can put a lure or something on it. But there's cards like Roar of the Challenge, 3 mana, Creature must be blocked by everything this turn of Fable, and it gains indestructible if you have Ferocious, which you will. Don't you just, like, attack until your opponent dies or until all their creatures die? Is this card not just, like, insane? All right, what am I missing about, about the Mulga? I thought this was going to be, like, some horrible meme card, and I looked at it. I was like, wait, this card is, like, in standard, you can even, like, Reckless Stormseeker haste this in. Your opponent takes it they're taking nine in the face if they don't take it then you're they, or if they do take it they're taking nine if they block it then you get more combats and get to do it again isn't this card just good 
Okay, it dies I mean, to Doomblade. That's the only way you survive. <laughs> and if you don't have the Doomblade, you're dead. Like that's you're my super dead, right? You're either taking eight to the face, which is not a good. That's a very high number it's for a four drop. Or you're giving them extra combat. So you'll chump this thing and then like take like three or four damage from like all the weenies before it, like <laughs> repeatedly until you die. That's also not very good. But if they four mana and then you leyline binding it for one, you're good to go. Right? So it's one of these True. like super snowball cards. Like you have removal, then they they just got got. But if you don't, you're dead. Uh I don't really like those kind of cards, but this card is insane if left unchecked. What do you I mean, mean yeah, like, 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 I think, I think, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, this card's pretty sweet, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like it because of the meme value, but on top of that, this is just powerful. I don't know if, okay, what is red and green right now, though, right? This is going to heavily deter be determined by what is red and green right now. How good is like this mole god going to be in 60 card? Now, if you're talking about commander and commander, this card is going to pop off every day. That's going to be cool. But if I'm talking about like 60 cards, we, uh, is this good in gruel? We've seen okay. some gruel decks, there, there, so they're gruel. definitely not. Wait, wait, ones, werewolf is really strong. Seen. You're talking about we're not we're not talking about the gruel devotees, right? Like devotees, right? Because like I'm a Demir guy, and I will play Demir every every day all year round, 365, even if it's bad. I've seen those gruel decks that have been running around. Those are one of the decks of all time, right? Let's put it <laughs> nicely. So, I, I, I do you think but this boosts we've that had mono red yeah. and gruel, right? Like you could just add okay. green to your mono red deck, and you can just play it in gruel. And I they have some decent creatures, like the 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 reckless whatever, the thing that like reckless storm in seeker, the storm seeker. Yeah, that's right. Like that's a very scary card. And I think this kind of puts it over the top. We have Cavern of Souls as well. So you can't even lean on like your mana leak as your removal. You actually need the hard removal for this. Because if they if they somehow sneak this in with the Cavern of Souls, like eight damage is so much. Three three hits Richard, and you're dead. Richard, Richard. Three hits my, and you're my, dead, Grim. And you three, get my, my sweet, my sweet, sweet children. I have been hardened by the life that is a control play. You think Cavern of Souls is the, like what is my foil? Please, if it were that easy, you know. What, what I'm saying is, you need to answer this immediately. And Cavern, yeah, a counter spell, not one of those answers, right? So if you sure, get the unfortunate sure, sure. draw of having counter spells, and they get the draw of Cavern of Souls, like you're mincemeat. Uh, so I mean, that, yeah. that's unfortunate, right? That's true, I, but you know what? This does not have haste, right? This does not have haste. But, reckless but we're going to give seeker. it haste, Grim. We're going to give it haste. You got Reckless Stormseeker. You okay. got Rabbit Battery. Right. You got Goro Goro. So I will say, Grim, to answer your question, there's not a tier gruel deck at the moment. Green is kind of sucked in standard. Those are downsides. But I do think there's enough pieces and that okay. the Molgod is strong enough that we might have gruel be an actual thing because of this card. I'm very high okay. on the, the possibilities of this card. So he makes the archetype. Okay. I, well, I think this I mean, is the reason to build like a gruel haystack. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, I, I'm excited to see it because this is, this is definitely got the vibes though, right? Because remember, rotation has happened in their mind when they designed the set. So this yep. means this is meant to be one of the, probably the pillars of aggro or whatever, the faces of aggro. But we now, but they currently have to deal with all the things now in Kamigawa that haven't rotated. So I'm mm -hmm. I'm curious. This is definitely designed to be a big 
card, right? A mo- a, a card that moves packs or is, is something cool for archetypes, that, like that archetype. So I do think it'll probably see some amount of play. I don't know if it'll be good, though. Can I complain real quick? Is this even a god? Does god mean anything in magic anymore? Like, nope. to me, doesn't god mean it protects itself in some way? Like, traditionally, it was indestructible, but we've seen variants, like, come back as a land, MDFC is like, but gods, that's what they do. They're somehow very hard to deal with. This is, like, the opposite. This wants to, like, just aggressively attack with not very high toughness into your opponent's board and die in combat. <laughs> what makes this a god? Why does this fulfill the traditional criteria of gods and magic? It doesn't. It doesn't well, at all. Delve into okay. ancient philosophy set to figure out what is God. <laughs> We're gonna have to get into philosophical things now, <laughs> but like, I'll stop, like the philosophies of that, right? Is, is I think God even real? Where I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seth started playing magic, and now no all God. of a sudden he's just out here questioning everything. <laughs> okay, no, like I, I do think that magic has had other gods, gods that die pretty easily, though, have they not? No, they they like, all they, think I think they've they all been hard to remove. So either they're straight up indestructible, well, no, or they have that like one. tuck on top. The mechanic. ancient one, the ancient one. Wait, what's the ancient one? Wow, you forgot <laughs> the forgotten god, dude. Apparently, that's what they wait, wait, put wait, in wait, 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 wait. From Ixalan, the two is that actually actually a god? god. Yeah, that's, that's a god. god. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. I don't know. I didn't know that was a god. Okay, God has no oh. anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently, welcome everybody to the Goldfish Podcast. Now, where you can, uh, <laughs> where we offer you deeper. I'm, I'm actually magic. running this in my Commander Clash deck today, and I, I didn't. And even you know don't even god. know that it's. I I, I I had no respect for it. It was. It's not even my Commander. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. So, yeah, there's tons of gods that just, you know, die anyways. And gods die. Gods die all the time. Think about that. All right. So it works. It's, yeah. I, I, think, I think God now means mythic. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> it has some splashy, <laughs> unique effects, essentially, right? And th- therefore, it's a god. I think that's what... I think they just means. wanted the I mean, it's also god the god of moles. It's, hold on. It's the god of moles, right? It's not like... <laughs> It's not like this is the gods that all of Innistrad, you know, like like pray to. Or <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I the guess mole that is, god, which that's got to be like the lowest tier of gods, right? Wait, wait, is, is <laughs> that your worship by all the moles? Are, are these the? Is this the god that moles worship, or is it a god that has a mole form? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, that. Hmm. See, well, I, like, I, like, I like you know, know how like, the ancient Egyptian gods have like uh, a <laughs> that could be, form, yeah, like, like that kind yeah. of deal. Um, we're gonna have to do some more research before we put food this flavor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Delny. Oh, Streetwise lookout. Three mana, two two. Legendary creature, human scout. Creatures you control with power two or less can't be blocked by creatures with power three or greater. If an ability of a creature you control with power two or less triggers, that ability triggers. An additional time. Mm. Mm. Best Panharmonicon yet, I think, as far as uh, actually being a competitive Panharmonicon. Makes me it's sad. Only, <laughs> it's only three mana. I have played more Panharmonicons than anyone in existence. Almost everything that works well with Panharmonicon has two or less power anyway. Like, you're playing these small creatures that have powerful ETB triggers, Moldrifter, Spirited Companions. And then the thing I love about this card is someone who's played a lot of Panharmonicons, those decks are very good at dirtling and like drawing a ton of cards with my spirited companions. Not very good at making the opponent die though. That's one of the issues with Panharmonicon decks is being able to actually kill your opponent. This lets all of your like spirited companions actually chip in for damage, mostly unblocked against most boards. 
This card is, I think this card is competitive playable, maybe even back to older formats, thanks to Collect a Company. And I think this is like the most Richard Commander card I've ever seen. Like, do you run this in every way deck, Richard? Your catch-up ramp, so your spirited companions. I don't even like, like, you guys won't respect spirited companion when it literally like <laughs> recalls on the way in. You're like, well, obviously that's a good card. It's <laughs> So it's too good. It's, so it's too easy. good for Richard Dex. Like so <laughs> not only is it Panamonicon, it gives you like the uh what what is what is what is that commander? Siddhar, Siddhar What's his last name? Jab Jabari? The, that the guy one? from Mirage. Oh that that there's, there's several iterations and it's always the same, like you can't block my weenies effect. Oh right, right, uh, right. The Selesnia one. Yeah, I know. I think it's they're all the Jabari same. They, you can't block weenies. This comes with it. And then for some reason. It comes with a Panharmonicon on it, and it's a good bot. Yeah. It's a three mana two two, and it's a human. It's a human. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it's really pushed. This card is really good. Uh, like I said, everything that triggers in white is like power two or less. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. This is so easy, and it just like kind of makes its deck. Like you just play white weenie. You play this. The question is, what good instant speed pumping is there in standard? Is this? Can, can we like swing in with a bunch of uh, wedding announcement tokens oh. and then instant speed just lethal you with a pump spell? Ooh, I mean, Monstrous Rage is really good. I've died to that against Mono Red many times. So <laughs> there what are some do? decent pump spells. I think it's Monstrate, what's end up uh, being plus four altogether yeah. when you count the the wicked roll on it for one mana. Yeah, yeah, it it hurts. I mean, is this good? So let's let's not lie here. The obvious shell is just white weenies, right? And I I don't. Hear me out. I think it's a great commander card. It's going right into my humans deck. Does this card suck in mono white? Like, where does it fit yeah. in? Right? I don't because think it fits in hear standard. Me out. Huh? I don't. I don't, I don't know. Though, what about like, nothing that really triggers? Right? Like, whoa, so a brutal Cathar draws you two planes. <laughs> brutal Cathar triggers twice. Oh, that's huge. That's not bad. It's that's huge. also. Also, something that we hadn't thought about, Ward is a triggered ability. So this yeah. is also all of your face down stuff has Ward 4, which oh. means your morph wait, are so, never die. Wait, yeah, you can disguise. Oh my you, can, God. you can swing in unblockable and then surprise disguise and uncloak yeah. so you're telling me and kill him. <laughs> Ward can double the cost of 4 and still die to Voidrend? <laughs> Technically, yes. Your void rent still gets the job done, Krim. No, Krim's Krim gonna be pushed out of the meta by the by the mole god. We don't have to worry about Krim. The mole god will take care of him. Do you remember though? Like a year ago, there was that mono white deck that was just it was like mono white control, but it was all spirited companions, ambitious farmhands, Lawrence. Wouldn't it fit in something like that? Some sort of like mono white or like Orzov kind of controly mid range grindy deck. You got Elish Norton Sandard still. I'm gonna build it. It might suck, but I'm gonna build it. <laughs> it depends how many creatures we get to trigger. I think Brutal Cathar has been the most legit trigger. Like Ambitious Farmhand is like, whatever. Even Spirited Companion, like if you just imagine Spirited Companion, you curve this into Spirited Companion, and you essentially skip like the first four turns of the game to draw a bunch of cards. Like, can you survive that? Like, that that's very tough, right? So yes, there's yeah. value, but can you survive to make this work? Uh, so it depends like how many good on curve things, but I do like the disguise, right? Like you attack with a bunch of two twos, they cannot block, and then you you undisguise them and like hit them for lethal. Like it may be a good Get way em. to push through damage. Uh, so maybe maybe that's the home. 
but you, it's crafting you know that, that's all that matters did you know that technically oh, it's so good. the pride of hall clade works with this card <laughs> the 215 <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah technically you were right <laughs> all right um well I, I got okay speaking of commander i, I gotta get your opinion on this arch druid's charm Okay. Oh, Triple green man. instant. Woo! Choose one. Search your library for a creature or land card and reveal it. Put it onto the battlefield tapped if it's a land card. Otherwise, put it into your hand, then shuffle. Uh, the second mode is put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. It deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. Mode three, exile target artifact or enchantment. Is this the best, best card in the set? Card no. Printed? ever it's a modern horizons <laughs> card that just got added to a standard set hold on what happened here? no this, card this card's sick, so right? incredible is there anything you so can't do did we forget something wizards like? in multicolor decks i guess the drawback is triple green right that's got to be the only drawback of this card but assuming you can cast this the card is ridiculous like it's Instant speed, non-basic land ramp for three mana is something I didn't think Wizard was even print. This is the new cheapest way to non-basic land ramp, right? I guess crop there, rotation no is three mana to get a sack of land. land ramp, yeah. So this is in this being instant speed is so big because it allows you to like get your glacial chasm is a literal fog it instant speed after someone attacks. It allows you to get your bajuka bog instant speed when someone goes to reanimate. It's a really, really strong effect. Uh, I think this card is the best card in the sun. I think it'll see play all the way back to at least modern alongside commander standards. Probably it's worst format. Actually, I don't know what you do with this in standard, but I think every every place else is great. I mean, okay, it is triple green, right? Yep. But is there a world where uh, four-color domain takes this? What are I, they it, getting with it, though? Just to ramp? They can, get, they can ramp any land at instant speed, right? They can get any yeah. creature at a later point once they've ramped or had all their mana set up. So this leads them to their Atroxa, their Angel, whatever. I, I think the mana cost kills it. I don't know if Domain can triple green consistently enough. Yeah. I mean, we have Triomes and the Surveil Lands. I don't. True. I don't know that. Okay, it might be greedy, and maybe I'm the greed god, if you would. But like, <laughs> I, I, I think this could go in four color. But it might be a Ooh. bit greedy, so I don't know. Maybe you're right. But like, if there is you know, a home in standard, as of right now, unless a new archetype is spawning overnight. I think it's got to be the four-color domain. So I think the issue I see with the in-standard is there's just not that many great non-basics to get. Like, sure, it's ramp, but if you're just ramping and your land's not doing anything cool, you might as well top your ace or whatever. But once you get back to, like, in Timeless, you've probably seen the, like, Primeval Titan Field of the Dead deck. This yeah, card's yeah. absurd there, right? It gets your Field of the Dead. If you don't need it, it gets your Primeval Titan. It gets rid of the One Ring. Like, it does literally everything. It can be a removal spell. You know, Pioneer can grab Nykthos in the in the Nykthos decks. In Modern, it can be grabbing Tron pieces potentially in mono green tron triple green might be a little bit tough there too can grab urza saga and then it does all that in commander too while getting rid of the one ring and being a removal spell this card's just busted right is this the best ramp spell that's ever been printed i mean i think it's definitely up there right or i mean green, it's, meant, it's probably not it's, soul ring good but still it's but, meant to yeah. be though right this is they're gonna complete the cycle at this point now if you're seeing this 
You got Archmage's charm. This is so like we're gonna see Archdruid's charm. Archmage's charm, though. Okay, Richard. <laughs> like, like, like Calm you can remove down. all you abilities. Steal you can a Ragavan, Richard. <laughs> you ever steal a Ragavan? That feels good, man. <laughs> you can re- like because it's literally so. There is no such thing as three mana non-basic land ramp, let alone three mana instant speed non-basic land. Like that card does not exist. So if it was just that alone. I would consider this one of the best cards ever made for Commander. But yep. on top of that, you can tutor a creature, you can exile an artifact or enchantment, and you can bite, not even fight, bite something, right? Yeah. With a pump on it too. Uh, you get a plus one, plus one counter for some reason. It's not even temporary. Like it's so <laughs> overloaded for no reason. Uh, so this is one of the best cards, period. <laughs> Do you think I don't know where we're going to see right, it though. Commander, Commander for sure. <laughs> Ambulance Titan be a death right shaman. This is gonna be a death right shaman. It's gonna like potentially be unplayable in standard and an all star everywhere. Yeah, because I mean, the cost really hurts it in standard. If it was easier yeah. to cast, you would see it everywhere. But the cost is very difficult when you're not doing uh, fetch shocks, fetch duels, especially with green being the the weakest color in standard yeah. already. There's not like a lot of motivation to be mono green. And I don't think this is enough to actually like change that. But I do yeah. think like the Lotus Field combo decks, like this is the way you find your Lotus Field. There's so many decks now that care about like, I need this specific land to do my thing. Lotus Field, Strons, Nykthosis, Cabal Coffers. And this is just a perfect way to find it with so much upside. This card, do you think they're going to finish it? Mystic I kind of hope they finish the cycle now. I mean, they have to, right? <laughs> In your like, three they, island deck. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, somehow, three islands, triple green, no problem. We, we're doing it. Like, every, <laughs> everyone needs a lands toolbox deck now in Commander. Like, that's how powerful <laughs> these cards are. Like, why well, you don't even cast spells. You just make them as your land drops in 2024, right? <laughs> like, it, it's actually insane. Ooh. Glacial chasm. <laughs> Disgusting. Wow. Yeah, so good. This is the fairy's protection right here. If you haven't noticed, it's the fairy's protection. It is. It's green to fairy's pro. <laughs> wait, wait till there's that. a land that enters the battlefield and gives your creatures like indestructible or phases them out, <laughs> and then you just straight up got to fairy's protection, like sitting right here as well. <laughs> uh. Uh. Anyway, I think that's all that we got time for today on the cast. There are so many more cards that you should uh, definitely go over to mtdpreviews.com if you haven't and look through this set because it is ridiculously stuff full of really interesting designs. Uh, but good news is next week we'll have the full spoiler. We'll be able to talk about our top cards from the set. No fish mail this week, but Richard, one of these days we're going to get to some fish mail. How should people uh, send that in for future casts? All right, send them in to at mtgoldfish with the hashtag mtgfishmail or any other way, email, DMs, whatever, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 468 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Krim, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we will be back next week to talk about more murders at Carlaw Manor and whatever else goes on in the world of magic. So, until then, have a lovely week, everyone. And this is a crew signing out. <laughs>